So this is a reading, Janelle, from Face to Face, Smart Conversations with Yourself, Your Teenager, and Your Young Adult. Mm -hmm. And it is from The Conversation Devo, page 49 and 50. As I met with my coach this past week, we discussed how important the following four questions are in any conversation. What am I thinking and feeling going into this conversation? What is my attitude? What words do I consistently use that make them no longer hear me? Am I considering the outcome that my words may have on my children? We usually have great intentions, but sometimes the results of those intentions look different than what we had in mind. I have experienced this with my children on more than one occasion. In Conversational Intelligence, author Judith Glaser says this, according to research, nine out of 10 conversations miss the mark. There is now scientific research and data available on the chemical reactions and responses that occur as we interact with others through conversation. These new advances in neuroscience are giving us the tools to look inside our brains as we have conversations to reveal just what is going on and why. Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Hello and welcome to today's Heart Lift with Janelle. Those were the wise words of dear Patty Reed. And we are so happy to have her here today. Patty is first and foremost a wife, love that, to Frank and a mom to Ryan and Hope. Patty homeschooled for seven years with a passion and commitment to impact the spiritual, emotional, and intellectual health and growth of her children. She's an entrepreneur and owned a Christian advertising business for 18 years in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. Never been there, and I want to come. (laughs) Patty's experience includes leading a team of other aspiring entrepreneurs through her skincare business. Her most recent venture began over three years ago when she answered God's call to write a devotional book around the topic of parenting teens and young adults. And that's what we're here to talk to you about. I am so eager because (laughs) just what you just read is impactful and life-changing. So welcome, Patty. Thank you, Janelle, so much for having me. I'm glad that we finally got to do this. It took a little bit, but here we are. (laughs) I tell you, sometimes it just does. Patty, I'm so curious because, you know, in the world of therapy and coaching and psychology and all of these spirituality information and all of these things, personal development, there's just so many tools and so many uh, areas of really strategic focus. And you're bringing one to us today. Mm -hmm. And I am so eager to know more about it. I'm an avid learner and I'm just, I can't wait to learn more about conversational intelligence. Yes. Tell us, please, what that is, how you got certified, all that jazz. 
Yeah. So conversational intelligence is a body of work that helps us understand, you know, what conversations open up the brain for trust and what conversations Mm. close them down. And I, my coach is certified in conversational intelligence. And so when I first started working with her, she was telling me about this and I was very intrigued, just like you are. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what is that? I want to have smart conversations. Right. And so, because I was, you know, I've in business, I've, like I said, homeschooled my kids. So whether it be personally or professionally, I wanted to impact and influence the conversations I had. So that's why I ended up um, enrolling in the course and going through that and then eventually uh, became certified uh, in conversational intelligence. So that's kind of the version. So it kind of (laughs) happened, unfolded for you because you're already a successful a successful entrepreneur. It wasn't like you were out there looking for no. anything to add to your plate, but no. as God does, he unfolds our destiny, unfolds and invites us into other things that will enhance yes. right, our capacity Yes, to, you know, to yes. maximize our destiny and how we're going through it. So it seems like you just met a woman as, who was a coach and she was helping you. And then here we are. Yeah. 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 It was pretty so remarkable. Cool. <laughs> love it. Uh, we've already, you've said so many things, so I'm just trying to stay focused as my listeners so much allow me to do this because I get so excited. (laughs) Um, so conversations that open up the brain for trust, Mm -hmm. what is what, please talk to us. Yeah. So critical. Yeah. So obviously my beachhead was my, you know, older teens and young adults, which is not easy. No. And, you know, we go through many transitions with our children, you know, infants and toddlers and tweens and teens, and, you know, onto this new area, right. Of, uh, older teens and young adults. And when the Lord asked me to do this, I did a little bit of research and quite frankly, I really could not find any devotionals out there. Um, to address this. And I thought, that's, that can't be. That can't be, exactly. (laughs) And because I have two of my own children, my daughter Hope is 22, my son Ryan is 27. They've given me lots of lessons, Janelle. Mm -hmm. Do um, tell. (laughs) (laughs) Mine are 35 and my twins are 31. So, you know, here's the thing, right, Patty? Like these mama bloggers, they can, they have freedom when their children are little, but, you know, as mommy bloggers of adult children, not quite so easy, not quite so easy. It's not, it's not so easy. And so the conversations need to happen. Yes. Because I know so many of us who have adult children who are so struggling, but it's, you know, let's just bring that to the table today. So how we can maybe have a smart conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you know, again, getting back to the trust thing, right. Building trust um, is really what you know, it's all about. Um, and so that we are able to influence, uh, those that we love, particularly, right. Our children. Um, if we're not having a conversation, Janelle, Mm -hmm. we have no influence over them. So what adjustments do we need to make in our own life so that we can keep the communication open? And I actually had a, a messenger conversation with a gal yesterday. Hmm. And she basically told me, we, we went to the same church together for years. She's an acquaintance 
And I have, I'm having a little gathering tomorrow for moms. And we're just going to talk about listening. How do we listen? Well, oh, I just want to be there. <laughs> we'll put you on FaceTime. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and so um, anyway, so she was like, oh, I'm not sure. Um, you know, it's spring break. I'm not sure. And I was like, well, you know, if you can come, that's great. Well, then she started telling me her story and how her, one of her daughters, she's not spoken to her in six months. They had a a blow up, a disagreement. And, you know, it just broke my heart because how many more of those are out there? Many, 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 many. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, as I was, you know, I just encouraged her what came up for me in, in that discussion and thinking of it afterwards. Um, I really think. And again, well, I really think that she had some shame around oh. not having a conversation with her daughter. And um, I've been reading this great book on shame. And so I thought, you know, tell what? us which one we always want to know. Okay. Um, the soul of shame, soul of shame, Dr. Dr. Kurt Thompson. Gosh, yes. I love this. Oh yes. He's been on the show. Book. He's amazing. Yes. The soul of desire. Yes. Okay. Yes. So anyway, so good. You're familiar with all that. The Very familiar. So I'm all over that and Good. she's embarrassed. She's in shame. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to come. Well, I encouraged her, prayed for her. And I'm happy to say that she's coming tomorrow. <gasps> she got Fantastic. back to me this morning and I thought, oh, good. Hopefully yeah. I created that space in that trust. You did. Like, Girl, Safe space. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we, you're not alone in this. No. So anyway, I'm happy that she is coming. And she said, well, you know, maybe I could be the one that says, Here's what not to do, Oh, which there's a place for that. Oh, there is. Yeah. And then she said, um, but maybe I could have some tools ready when that reconciliation does happen. Oh, I'm so excited, Patty. I'm so excited. You are a true heart lifter. Heart lifters are those who create safe spaces in which people can gather and be authentic and be so okay in in order to open up their hearts. Our hearts are very fragile. They are very fragile. And again, because you are familiar with, you know, the soul of shame and just Mm -hmm. the whole vulnerability piece that Mm -hmm. we cannot, I mean, I really believe um, just from all the reading and different things that, you know, it's, it's vulnerability that leads us to intimacy, whether that be, you know, with our family, with um, the people that we work with. I mean, we're all broken. We are. We all are broken. Yep. We've got stuff. Sometimes I get the conversations right with my kids. Sometimes I don't. They tell me. Yeah, oh, immediately. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, maybe not I'm immediately. Like, always. I'm like, eventually. oh yes, I'm the conversational, <laughs> you know, expert, and I'm thinking, I'm sorry, I'm I know. Broken. There's so much <laughs> pressure. <laughs> so much pressure. Yes. How yes. do you create that safe space of trust? How do yeah. we do that? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a big one. That's a big one. I know we're not going to solve it in 20 minutes, but yeah, but there are some things and ways that you can uh, consider, um, as you, as you think about it, especially for those important conversations, like say this woman is going to get with her daughter. Yes. Yes. So what I would encourage others, obviously we're always going to pray. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to sit with the Lord and we're going to ask him, um, what does this look like? Um, I'm not sure everybody would know how to do that. So I'm, I'm really thankful that you're bringing that to the table. Okay, good. To, to sit with God, to sit. That's the key there. 
those contemplative practices, right, of stillness, silence, and solitude, which are the hardest. Yes. Talk a lot about that here in the community. But to, to ask him, yes. you know, to seek him. And I just went through this and it's like days of silence of not hearing, but it was like, I am not stopping. Good. I am going to sit and wrestle and grapple and scream until I get it. So So how do we do this? How do we? So good. Well, you might be able to tell us more about that, but I do want to have a conversation off of (laughs) this about all that because I've read your, um, you know, website and stuff like that. So I'm all into that too, because there's, you know, we learn, um, Janelle, both in solitude and in community Mm -hmm. and they're both in in our Mm -hmm. lives. Um, so creating that safe space, I would say we first, uh, again, we're going to sit with the Lord. We're going to be quiet. Um, I like to say that, uh, you know, pray, uh, praying is obviously talking to God and meditating. Christian meditation, Mm -hmm. um, is listening and being quiet. And sometimes something comes up, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so really having that time, you know, consistently, particularly before you're going to have that important conversation. Mm -hmm. And then I would also say that again, asking him questions about, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. is there anything that I say or do or my tone or my facial expressions? (laughs) That's that's what, you know, 90, I don't know, what is it? 89.73% or 97.3. They, it goes to a a different, it's nonverbal cues. Nonverbal cues. cues. They're everything. And prosody, your tone of voice is absolutely everything. Yes. And can I just tell you that my son, I would make these, okay. I homeschooled my children. Yeah, I did too. 14 years. I know. Okay. (laughs) My choice. (laughs) My choice. Absolutely. Lots of faces. And (laughs) my son would say, you're making that face again, that face. And I would literally throw myself in the closet on the floor. And I'd say, Lord, you're going to have to change this. I don't even know that I'm making a face. No, you don't. Okay. Mm -mm. I need help. (laughs) That's so good, Patty. I think I, I would love to add to that because what I've learned even in the last month is sitting, you know, really sitting, grappling, wrestling, like I was saying, is more about me and less about finding an answer. It's more about me softening and being able to make space in my ears and my eyes and my heart and my mind and my soul and my body to go, I I don't know any other word than softening or tenderizing, just softening, like calm it all down, girl. Yes. Calm it all down, you know, and, and really become introspective. You know, what am I doing? What have I done wrong up to this point? That's right. What behaviors need to change? Yes. And I will always add in this conversation, what trauma informed work might I need to do? Right. Because that happens on a subconscious level. You are not aware you're making that face. Totally. No, you probably mirrored it from your mom. She mirrored it from her grandma. I don't know. Yes. So then you're sitting and you're laying down and yes, help me change this face. Yes, totally. Totally. So good. Yeah. So that's okay. I mean, that's a Mm. lot, you know, that is a lot. Step one. Right. Yeah. But, but very important. And, um, you know, 
just humility. I mean, there were many times that my, that I would be repenting to my son because he was the firstborn, um, strong-willed actually they're both, they both kind of have a strong will, but, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and I would look at him and I'd go, okay, so like, do you see how much I need Jesus? Okay. Like this is, I don't arrive. None of us arrive. And you know, will you forgive me again? Will you forgive me again? So I think as we, as they get older, mm-hmm. you know, some of their bubbles are popped, right? Like they thought yes. mom was, you know. Oh yes. It's so sad when that day comes though. It is. Isn't it, it is. as a mom, it's like, gosh, you're seeing right through me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't get away with it anymore. I asked you to hold me accountable, but ouch. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, just the humility in the relationship is so important. You know, how about, um, obviously we've had some stuff and I would like to know if we could begin again. Oh, I love that Patty. I really, I love the humility on your face. I love the the sound of your voice. I love the, you know, the invitation because we call that emotional repair. And as I say, you know, so many times, please forgive my repetition, but you know, that is one of the laws of the learner, you know, that we're going to flip our lid occasionally. We're going to yell. We're going to do, we're going to really show our humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to excuse it. We want to run to the closet. We want to get it right. We want to get help if we need it. But if you offer emotional repair to a child. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's and huge. one of the things that I say, I think I say it in the book. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, that as, you know, parents of these adult children, um, you know, and teens or anybody really for that matter, yeah. you know, we need to stop telling, selling and yelling. And I'll say that to, again. Lean in here. Ooh, this is okay. a teaching moment. We I feel it. Stop telling. Cause as moms, that's what we did, right? That's what we did. We that's tell. exactly oh, what we did. We were telling, we were selling our agenda. We were, and we were talking really loud. We were yelling. Wow. So I did not. I repressed. Oh no. And I, I banged I, cabinets. I banged cabinets. I did terrible things. And I talk way too much about that. Everybody knows in the community. But if you're new, some families are yellers, some are repressors. And I have two shows on that you can go back and listen to the anatomy of yelling, the anatomy of repression. Okay. So I love this because I have never heard telling, yelling, and s- telling, telling, selling, and yelling. 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 And we need to replace that. We're going to replace that, you know, okay. with asking listening and responding. I really need you to unpack that for me. That is so brilliant. Say that whole thing again. I really, people write this down. The whole heart lifters. This is so so good. So we're going to stop telling. Mm -hmm. And so let me just pause for a minute there. Mm -hmm. There comes a point again, we're talking about young adults here, right? Mm There comes a point. But even I want to interrupt you here because honestly, I think that this is something that can be bred in the yes. earliest of years. One, two, three, four, five. Yes. You, you, yes. You do have to tell some things, but yes. Yeah. Okay. So keep going. <laughs> so my reference point or my example is we do do a lot of telling, right. And it might be healthy telling when they're, they're younger. Right. But then when they get to that older teen and young adult, um, we can't do that anymore. Okay. okay. Tell us why. Yeah. 
because that will actually shut down the brain, right? That does not, telling does not, nobody wants to be told what to do. Not a soul. Nobody, no. So telling will shut down the brain. Asking mm. will open up the brain. I mean, what did Jesus do? That I have a little like passion of this book idea about going through all the questions. questions. Yes. Right? So what, is this how he opened up the brain? Always. Asked great questions. And so, so the telling thing is not going to fly. You know, they, 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 they want to be respected and honored. Mm -hmm. That's a big need of ours is to be honored as people. God made us that way. So what do you think, Johnny? You know, what do you, you know, so, so anyway, so you're training really, you know, I I would maybe exchange the telling what we, you know, the, and, and you give us an alternative, but it's training, you know, and this has to expand yes. to the mental and the emotional and relational health, not just spiritual things. You know, it has oh, to, we oh, have oh. to train our children and, and help them have a heightened emotional intelligence. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's exactly right. And so then you have, so telling and selling. So then the second, the second thing would be, it's the persuasion. Janelle, it's the persuasion and advocating what we think is right mm-hmm. uh, because we are addicted to being right. And um, it, it, like, for instance, <laughs> I, I, well, I use this example in, in the book and, you know, so college, right? Like, um, so one of the questions I ask is, you know, how about if you asked your child if they had all the resources in the world to do mm. anything they wanted when they graduated high school, what would they do? I love that question. Because it's beautiful. They get an insight into yeah. what's really in their heart. Because mama and daddy like have kind of like laid out like this is the path and this is what you're doing. And we do that very well in our Western culture. Yes. And I I had one child who went to college for two years. And now he's in real estate doing great. Fantastic. And I had another, my daughter wanted nothing to do with college and she went to an acting conservatory. Yes. And it's still in New York. And so, um, you know, those were adjustments. I'm sure a hit on the, on the parenting. What am I putting on the back of my car? Let's just remember that. Wait, what, what, what was that? Sticker is going to go on the back of my car. It's like a badge of honor. Oh, that's so funny. No, I, see, Isn't I, it? I, 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 that was not me. Maybe that's East coast. Who knows? That's why I wrote about, well, no, I'm East. I, I'm oh, okay. Coast, All know? right. <laughs> okay. Just type um, anus. I don't know what it is, but it was just like, where's your child going to school? Where's you know your what? Child I'm so glad that you said that. Good. Because I know that's there. It is there. They won't admit it, Mm-mm. but it I know so I did it there. And I actually run like 500 miles from that. Because I just think, wait a minute, even though I have to make adjustments and it's kind of scary, the Lord has gotten my husband and I to where we are today. I only went to school for a year or after high school. And then, and he honestly, he's in radio. He's had a very successful career in radio. Oh, how fun. Yeah. And so he's, he's, he, he went to some like quickie raid radio broadcasting school. Um, but anyway, but God has helped us find our way. And so yeah. I feel the same for my children. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, Janelle, we are stewards over their lives. Mm-hmm. 
we have been given stewardship. Yeah. And so we can make suggestions and right. let's explore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's explore all, Think it all the way through. Yeah. And then what do you want to do? I love that, Patty. You are opening up such a beautiful, a beautiful safe space to exist with your children as they're growing and maturing. Because you're what you're doing is empowering them to think for themselves. It's stewardship, not ownership. It's a huge difference. Right? Bingo. Bingo. I love that. That is beautiful. And I'm going to remember that. It is stewardship. Not ownership. Mm-hmm. No, it isn't. And you know, how am I gonna look if oh, yeah. doesn't oh, dear. go to college? Yeah. Oh, or... my child just went to community college. That's what you get around. I'm like, you don't have to whisper it, it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, community colleges are awesome. You know, <laughs> well, they say they say it's not where you start, it's where you end, right? So don't pay the money, go to the junior college and yes. then you know, A&M or Baylor or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, You're in Texas, which is heavy, big time colleges, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's laden with it. Anyway. Opening their minds to trust is by asking them, you know, really strong, great questions. How does a parent learn that skill? I am asked that all the time. And I thought I have Patty with me. She's certified in a specialist and she's also so wise. Well, how do we train ourselves in that skill? Well, and I mean, I'm all for coaching, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, again, I actually, I've been with my coach for, I want to say five years. And because of that, you know, we need people in our lives, Janelle, that are going to ask us hard questions. Yes. Even though, you know, maybe it is a friend, but Mm -hmm. you know, like in my situation with my friends, I'll say to them at times, can I put my coaching hat on? All the time. Or I, I usually go, can I take that off? <laughs> yeah. And they, and they go, yeah. So yeah. they know, you know, they know, okay, this is going to be a hard question, but you know, I mean, Jesus said, do you want to get well? That's exactly right. Do you want to be whole? Yes. Do you want to, be you want to get yes. well? Get do up it. off that mat. Right. Get going. Yes. Right. Yes. So you know, I think again, creating a safe space through, you know, building that trust through humility, humility, Mm -hmm. um, through the words that we choose Mm -hmm. through watching our tone, our facial expressions, all of that. Um, and then the other thing I like to say also in, in, uh, you know, going back to, you know, creating that safe space of trust so that you can have those great conversations and ask those great questions. Yeah. Um, asking those great questions will create that. It will. It will create that. Yeah. Um, but I also encourage people to think about the environment. Okay. So oh. where are you having that conversation? There okay. you go. That's so are good. We, Timing environment. That's right. Hey, let's, let's, they've got a favorite coffee shop. They've got a favorite restaurant. They've got a favorite park. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but you know, a little thought in your world. Yeah. Going into their world. It's mm-hmm. their, it's their place. Um, and then I also like to say that um, having a pre-conversation mm. and the pre-conversation is with the Lord. We talked a little bit about that, yep. um, but we are thinking about them, mm-hmm. you know, we are thinking, look, I might yeah. not like my person right now, yep. <laughs> but I always love them. 
Correct. And what is it that I love about them? Mm. So I'm thinking on. So you're remembering, you're reminding. Yeah, that's right. I'm thinking on, oh my gosh, you know, my husband is an amazing provider and Mm -hmm. he loves better than I do. And he's such, he's so willing to, Mm. you know, be a servant. And so, you know, those kinds of things are going to give you happy chemical downloads. (laughs) You have got to talk about these happy chemical downloads. So this is how we do it. We, we bring up and remind, I mean, the Bible is so clear on remembering, reminding, like you just remembered your first love with your husband, right? That's such a beautiful admonition in revelation. I believe remember your first love. Mm. So when we remember, I do that all the time and I didn't even know it was a thing. Like, you know, I would remember my son's, you know, here, my, his shoulder here, or his, um, his head on my shoulder, or just moments where we, we have connected in the past, you know, that's just one of my children. You know, I tried to, to at least create that safe space inside of myself. Yes. You know that, oh, I am loved. I am seen. I am known. It's secure attachment. We talk about that a lot here. So I love that. As as Kurt would say, seen, soothed, safe, and secure. Yep. That's good. Right. Beautiful. Well done. Yes. So we, humble ourselves. We consider, we bring them in. It's not just all about us. And that's a hard thing to shift. It's a very hard thing to shift. Well, you hurt my feelings or you did this or you did that. I do want to interject here um, that I, I teach a lot on nonviolent communication and there's a great book by Orrin J. Sofer that is uh, kind of dummies it all down. Mm -hmm. And he has a beautiful PDF that's available on my site and everyone that my clients know it's there, but I wanted to offer that here. So it's called nonviolent communication phrases. So if you don't know how to start these opening questions, these questions that open the brain, I, I am sure conversational intelligence has them available too. Right. So yes, yes. Well, what I was going to say was I just did a workshop two weeks ago. And, um, one of the exercises that I'll do with them is I have these cards that I've created and, you know, it's don't say this, say this, right. Love and then that. they have to match up like what goes with what. And then, so it's, again, it's the shifting of how we say things or when we say things. And then at the end, then after that, I have them, I'm like, okay, I want you to sit down and think about, you know, what are some of those phrases that you say oh, that you could say differently? That's so good. That's just, that's it. So rich though, because, you know, particularly if you have not had that modeled to you. So we're going to once again, just, you know, bring up our family of origins and those who have been in our lives who have not modeled that for us, Yes, you know, so it does take a rewiring to, and a reframing to learn. It's a skill. It is a skill. Do you advise Patty for, um, couples, parents to practice. Like I know this is what my husband and I've done as I grow and study and learn new techniques. And the Enneagram has been extremely helpful, that personality motive typing test um, to know how to speak to a certain personality, how they're going to receive it according to their personality, you know, but I think it's important, number one, to create, like you said, a fresh start, a new day. I'm always encouraging families at the beginning of any work with a family system. It's a new day and you just have to gather together 
not like we do. We were like, get on the couch. You know, my kids are still afraid to all sit on the couch together. They start sweating. Yes. Yes. We like ticking and oh my God, it's a couch. It's a couch meeting. I'm like, I'm so sorry. We, we did chair. We had the chair. We did that so wrong, guys. I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. You know, if when you know better and you can do better. So that's yeah. my motto. But um, where they would say, listen, you know, when you say that to me, it makes me feel that's a very traditional conversational yes. skill. But my husband and I, 37 years, going on 38, you know, we now will say, I need you to say it this way mm. to me. Mm. Because when you say it the way you're saying, it's either your tongue, you know, I'm I'm letting him know, like your son let you know. My desire, particularly with my children and, and with my husband, obviously, is to be a model. And again, I don't always get it right, but to listen in a way that will build a bridge. Yes. And then again, you know, ask a question or two or whatever. And if I, if it comes out wrong or, you know, they'll let me know. So I've had a, <laughs> I think I probably have the most practice with my daughter. Um, I, She's definitely going to be, I don't know. I mean, even though she's, she'll always be an actress, but she's so people smart. I mean, she's so Ooh. highly emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Wow. And we just, I, we're very different. And so I'm always amazed at the great relationship that we do have so and that we're able to, because she's so honest, mm. you know? mm. but, but she's gentle. Like she's this beautiful wow. combination of my husband and I, because I'm a Jersey girl. Oh, gotcha. Like it is bottom line. And then we have the tender hearted man who, so I'm a prophet. He has mercy. <laughs> gotcha. What a great mix. Yeah. Yes. So she's this beautiful, like she will tell you where things are mm -hmm. at and what's going mm -hmm. on, but she's very diplomatic about it. And beautiful. Um, yeah. She really like, she, she blows me. I mean, I just learned so much from her. So yes. anyway, I just really try I haven't really necessarily done role modeling, but I, I try to model that myself because I want them to catch it, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to, I remember, um, I remember hearing a, a quote when my kids were growing up that, you know, more is caught than taught. Oh, I, that is my grounding. Yeah. yeah. I read that and first so, in F.B. Meyer, an old English scholar from the late yeah. 1800s. Yes. Yeah. Or so, is caught so, than taught. Yeah. So I, I like even tomorrow, right. I have this little gathering of moms right at the coffee shop yeah. and we're going to talk about listening. And so I was just thinking before, like, what is that going to look like? And what, what am I going to do with that? And so I mm. jotted a few ideas down, but I, I tend to, and it's a little bit riskier, but I want to be led by the spirit, Janelle. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily have an have agenda. Right. I want to try to here. You know, I'll have a Listen. couple of little things, but I want to model to them listening well, mm -hmm. and then ask them, you know, questions because really it's about them. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's about connection, community, safe yeah. space. Beautiful. Yeah. Bravo. You're such a heart lifter. Oh, thank you. So proud of you. It's yeah. amazing that you're going to do that. I love that. Yeah. So good. It's good. So one more big question is just how then can we keep opening up ourselves for happy chemical downloads. I'm so, and I, I just love that so much. So how do we stay in a place? Um, matter of fact, I was practicing my little talk on um, reclaiming conversations in our lives. Mm 
Mm. And um, Mm. so, yeah, one of the points is creating space. Mm -hmm. And in that space, uh, there is gratitude. But gratitude, see, you cannot be in uh, angst and worry and uncertainty and gratitude at the same time. You really can't. It's so proven. It's inextricable. Right. So because when you're in the back of your brain, which is a primitive brain, amygdala, whatever. Yep. um, You know, that's your guard, right? God made that for a reason Mm -hmm. when we were being chased by lions and tigers and bears. That's right. (laughs) Oh my. Protect, right? And we've been in a lot of that in the last few years. We have. We've all had to work through that. Um, But when we can go into a place of gratitude, Mm-hmm. Um, that brings us forth to our prefrontal cortex, yes, which will put us in a place of, you know, uh, gratitude and greatness. And I'm so reasoning, being able to reason, well, not be, well, not be irrational. Well, what happens is, and we've seen a lot of this, this last mm-hmm. year, we get to think clearly. <laughs> yes, We get to think clearly. We make yes. good decisions. Right. We have creativity available to us and empathy. And yeah. when we're back here, Mm-mm. shut down, shut yeah. down. Yeah. So gratitude is one so of the good. ways, um, obviously meditation. And yes. I know we talked a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. I have been consistently meditating, uh, for, um, probably over a year now, just cause it was mm-hmm. time for that Beautiful. practice to be, uh, introduced. And would you give uh, us a little insight into your practice, what it looks like? Cause I know a lot of, um, Christians are so afraid of that word, which it's so biblical. Um, I deal with that all the time. I've created a lot of them myself just for that reason. But do you, could you give us a, a peek? Yeah. Just some. And I noticed that on your website and I'm going to go back and I'm glad that you um, said that. I believe that our breath is sacred. It's so sacred. It's sacred. I mean, Genesis 2, 7, it's one of the meditations I created, you know, God breathed his breath into us. I mean, I know I sat with that for just, I I always go back to that meditation and I created it. You know, it's like, let's just go back there in that moment when God said, I think I'm going to create this fiery redhead (laughs) and he breathed his life into me. Okay. So breath prayer, would that be what you're kind of inferring here or just that our breath is think that, um, so much can come from, it goes back to the solitude. And when you are focusing on the breath of life, yes, God who breathed that the fact that you can even take another breath, you don't even realize the sacredness of that and the beauty of that, that, peace in your life can contribute to you in many ways. For instance, um, the whole calming down, right? The parasympathetic oh, nervous system, down, yes. deep breathing, right? To calm yes. everything down so that we can have a good conversation. Yes. It's so right? integral. It's what I pound the table over so much. And it's so difficult. I, I know it how is. difficult the, pro- the whole process of calming down is. I don't think I've ever understood, but it's because my nervous system never got a grip on what it even felt like. So that is where we start. I think that's beautiful. What are you reasonable? Like, what is your most current 
meditative passage? Is there one or just one that's your favorite? Just would love to know. No, I don't really have a passage, but I can tell you that, um, you know, when God, I felt like when the Lord was moving me to explore this whole idea of what is med- what is meditation. I mean, it's yeah. all throughout the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was be still and know. Oh, yes. So good. Know. So Patty refers to Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. So let's just take a big inhale. nice big exhale. You can make that inhale four counts, five, six, seven, eight. You can make that exhale four, five, six, seven, eight counts. It's all your decision, but you're going to work through this. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know that. Be still and know. Be still and. Be still. Be still. still. Big deep breath in. Big deep breath out. Be. Sometimes I focus on scripture. Sometimes I focus on breathing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just yeah. There's lines of poetry that I because I love the poet yeah. David White, John O'Donohue, and there are just so many powerful passages in poetry as well. Send um, me, send me, send email me, email me. They're so that. powerful. Like I can't. I usually can't get through one or two lines without having to just stop and go. Okay, I've been trying to figure out how to say this, and he just said it. And wow, poets are so concise. They're so concise with their word choices. So, Patty, this has been this has been so awesome. And I just want I wanted to ask you this question. I thought maybe I'll ask offline. But are you taking new clients now? Are you full? Or you are okay. So, any heart lifters out there uh, are in need of a conversational coach. That will help them raise their conversational intelligence. You are the woman. I may hire you myself because (laughs) I've learned so much from you, but I'm so grateful. And I will give everybody all the links 
to Thank find you, you so they Thank can explore your website's beautiful. It's so helpful. Yes. And so Patty. Thank, Thank you. you. Until we meet again. Yes. Which I hope yes. is uh, sooner yes. than later. Thank yes. you for your wisdom today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your great questions. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairdon.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.